Hello, everybody. Yes, hello, hello. It's been a long time. Well, Ow. stuff Deku. happens, you know. What, what are you going to do? Yep, stuff happens. My voice is a little bit better. Uh-huh. And we have a new puppy. Yes, we have a new puppy. And he's 14, almost 15 weeks old of fun. <laughs> but pushing our buttons in certain ways. And we're going through an ice storm at the moment, so yeah, there's that too. Yeah, ice storms are fun. No, not when they lose power. When you lose power, they're not. Yeah. No. Fair. Nope, nope, nope. What? What is it, Deco? What are you doing? You want to be on the podcast so bad? <laughs> really? Ow, she's biting me. He's biting me. What? So, do we have any other business news um, in general stuff? Nothing I can think of, no. Apparently Deku... Deku's the biggest piece of news we have. Yeah, and he's already made himself be heard there. So there's that. We're not recording in our usual menu because of the aforementioned power outage, but you know. Yep, thanks mom. We're at her house. <laughs> so, all right. So should we just go ahead and get started with the breed that we're going to cover today? What breed are we going to be covering today, dear? Oh, he did it. So, it's a rare breed. We're on rare breed day today. Okay. Since I think our last breed was Airedale. Yeah. Our breed now is the Norwegian Dunker. Norwegian Dunker? Yeah. It sounds like somebody who competes against the American basketball team. The Norwegian Dunker. <laughs> It does. It actually, it does. But it's, I, I do an accent, but I don't want to offend any Norwegians, honestly. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, please don't. No. We need them for stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So. Where did he go? I see him. He's fine. Okay. What type of breed do you think this is? Just by the name alone, I immediately think of something that's like kind of... Not a specialty, not something like that, like, uh, well, dunker dock diving. So, yeah, there's that. What? Oh, oh, again, keep going. So, you think it's like a sporting dog? Yeah. No. Uh, this breed uh-huh. is actually a hound. What? Yeah, it's a hound. Okay. And... It's extremely rare. Like, there's... Well, you're doing a rare breed, so that, yeah, that kind of stands to reason. But in, in the kind of flair that we've done before, and we, we've, mis- we've mixed it up, and we've talked about the AKC recognition process, and there are certain, certain breeds that are foundation stock recognized, they're miscellaneous, they're fully recognized, but then there's a section that's even rarer, yeah. And those are the ones that are not even foundation stock um, recognized by the American Kennel Club, mm-hmm. which generally means that they're very rare. They are not in um, the U.S. probably at all. Mm-hmm. And with the Dunker, that's, this, that's the case as well. Um, they're pretty much in Norway... And in some of the Scandinavian countries, and that's about it. So you won't see much in the way of Norwegian Dunker, say, anywhere ringside in an AKC event then? No. And definitely not at a UKC event either. Yeah. Now, 
this breed is extraordinarily unique in that it is one of the few hounds, scent hounds, uh-huh. that comes in a merle pattern. That is rare. Yeah, so like an Australian Shepherd comes in merle, Dachshunds come in merle, but Dachshunds call it dapple. Uh, dapple? Dapple, yeah, D-A-P-P, dapple. yeah. Um, Great Danes come in Merle, and they also come in Harlequin, which is a totally different gene. But Dunkers come in Merle. They are a Merle tricolor breed. They're gorgeous to look at Mm -hmm. and just quite unique to see. And Puppy is being naughty right now. I was trying not to make any noise about it, but okay. Now, when it comes to the history of this, it was really difficult to research because all of the history stuff is in Norwegian. And I'm not that great at Norwegian. I'm starting Duolingo and doing my best. That's the thing. Is is that that game you play? Mm -hmm. Sometimes and I'll hear somebody... Say something, yeah. and then you, you know you're not getting any kickback. From that. <laughs> Why are you no, it? I'm just saying. It's one of my COVID projects is learning new languages. Now, here's the history that I could find. Yeah, this breed is named after a Norwegian man oh. named Wilhelm Dunker. I was wondering if he was a Dunker. Mm-hmm. That's where the name comes from. I seriously he, doubt he ran one of those booths at the fair where if you hit the button, the person falls in the water. No. He wanted a breed that could hunt hare in Norway, but... You know what this is sounding very familiar. It is, but he needed something that could survive the cold weather, too. Again, Again, very very familiar. familiar. (laughs) And it's rumored. We don't have, like, the true idea. Like, it's not like we have um, Count Adolf... Patrick Hamilton. Right. We have some of his records and know kind of what, what he did. What do we know about Mr. Dunker? We really don't know what he and did. Is that the proper? Do I call him Mr. Earl Dunker? What? what, what I don't. I don't know. All, all, I, all I have is Wilhelm Dunker. Wilhelm. All right. We will call him Wilhelm. Um. So. Oh, Wilhelm. All of this is rumor and conjecture here, for. How they came about. Is this the don't at me portion of our show? Yeah, don't at me. If you're from Norway and you have better records, please send them my way. Or send them to the podcast. Which, what? Okay, so now that the at me section is done, what can you tell me about Wilhelm? Well, I was, I was going to say, there's what? one more thing. If oh. you have better, If you have better records, please... Oh. Um, email us at about a dog pod at gmail.com or the other options. Yeah. The, you know, at, uh, about a dog one on Twitter, uh, Instagram at about a dog pod. Uh, you already said the email address and then there's the Facebook. Yep. So what he did or what is, what he is rumored to have done is to use existing scent hounds in the area, including Scandinavia, which will explain as to why Hamilton Shovar is kind of... This is sounding very parallel. Very much so. 
And then what he did is he crossed him with a breed called a Russian Harlequin Hound. Okay. Now, the tough part, when I was doing the research, I was trying to find where the Merle came into it. Because it's not in Hamilton's. Yeah. It's not in any other native Scandinavian breed. Uh And when I looked at Russian Harlequin Hounds, the images that I got were just of... A hound, a tricolor hound that wasn't Merle. So I have no idea where the Merle comes into play. Okay. And that's all the history I have. That's pretty much it. Oh. Like I said, I really couldn't find a whole lot. So please, if you have more information about Wilhelm, please let us know. Yeah. We're giving all the information that we have, which cite your sources. Um, So my sources are the Norwegian Kennel Club. I found an interview with a um, Norwegian breeder. Mm-hmm. And that's about it that I could find that was in English that I could see and have translated that made any sense. Okay. Um, now, this breed does have a devoted following in Norway. And they are very, very, very similar to all other Scandinavian hounds in that they are selective hunters. And they will hunt hare. That's it. They, so no fox. Just no fox. Just the bun buns. Just the bun buns and <laughs> no antlered game. So no deer oh. or moose or whatever. And that's what they're specifically devoted to. Yeah, is to hunt hare. Now, with this color, them being a merle tricolor. The same rules apply as with breeding any other Merle. And that is, well, same rules apply any typical Merle. If you have an atypical Merle breed like a Catahoula, enjoy. Have fun. But for Dunker, Australian Shepherd, Border Collie, Dachshund, Great Dane... Um, anything else that comes in that merle pattern, what you need to make sure that you do when you breed this dog is not to breed a merle to a merle. Correct me if I'm wrong, but merles to merle genetically doesn't work out very well. No, it does not. And so what that does, a merle color is actually, um, the gene is heterozygous and it's a dominant gene. And if you have a dog that is has both is homozygous dominant, they are at a much much higher risk of developing hearing issues, um, eye issues, and even to the point where um, there could be pieces of the ear canals that don't even develop properly, Ew. and that could be missing eyes as well. So. So, basically, genetic deformities could ensue in the event of a merle-to-merle breeding. Mm-hmm. And this also can have a pl- can be why a lot of Dunker breeders say that there's an issue with deafness. Um, and the merle gene does kind of play havoc with certain things. And <laughs> there's a puppy wrestle going on here. He ate something, I don't know what. Okay. 
Now, when it comes to breed popularity, and again, we're only focusing in Norway because it hasn't branched out elsewhere. Is this another one of those options where they adore their breed so much that they rarely allow... uh... So basically they don't allow that particular type of beloved breed to leave their country. And if they do, it would be exceedingly rare, if at all. Um, I, I See, I don't know if that would be the case. They might be, but it might be very similar to what's going on within the Hamilton world, where they would prefer that they go to hunting homes ah. as opposed to pet homes, which again... It all depends. I totally understand well, because yeah. instant preservation is important. Mm-hmm. However, they need to understand that there are cultural differences that make sending a dog to the U.S. to a hunting home be a little bit different. Because there are those that would prefer having a dog that can hunt there. Yeah, and try and make it hunt what it wants, what you want it to hunt as opposed to what it was bred to hunt what it was bred to hunt and how to encourage those instincts and then realize that what you're getting is a rare breed so you have to take safety in mind Mm -hmm. you have to treat it with respect you can't leave it outside because again this is very similar to a hamilton in that they prefer the cold weather this is a breed that definitely prefers the cold weather since they're from Norway yeah. and is probably very intolerant to heat. Mm. So if it was in Virginia in summer like we are, mm-hmm. with our hounds, they'll go out and do their business and then melt on the floor when they're done. Pretty much. <laughs> um, oh. So in terms of popularity within Norway, it's had its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, and currently there's only about 200 puppies born a year, mm-hmm. which makes it really rare. And something that the Norwegian Kennel Club is doing is they're actually allowing crosses of Hamilton's and I think Finnish hounds mm-hmm. to add in some genetic diversity yeah and also add in more dogs that are not merle mm-hmm. that they can breed a merle dog too and then that way you still have a good mix of merle and not merle um because they realize that this breed in their own country is very, very, very threatened. Mm. It's it's gotten to a point where a lot of the hounds that aren't native to Norway are becoming more popular, like Hamiltons, Schiller Stovars, Finnish ham- Finnish hounds. Must call them Finnish Hamiltons. That would cause a war. Um, no, Finnish hounds. Yes. Um, as opposed to using their native hounds of Haldenstova, um, Norwegian Dunker, and um, Heijenund. So those three breeds are actually threatened 
critically threatened in their own country. Now, is this anything like introducing frogs to the desert or something like that, where we bring something outside of its own, you know, area or biodome and thereby causing a bigger issue? No. What it is, it's when a lot of these Scandinavian hounds, they hunt in a very similar way, and Deku is staging a protest. Quiet, Deku! Um, Sorry. They all hunt in a very, very similar way, and it turns into a matter of personal preference where someone may prefer a Dunker, some may prefer a Hamilton, some may prefer a Schiller or a um, Finnish or Gotland or Halden or Hygen. Long story short, everybody has their preferences. Right. But in Norway, it's getting to the point where most hunters in Norway are not choosing native Norwegian breeds, which is threatening the native breed population. So remember, buy local. (laughs) (laughs) But this genetic diversity project is actually very similar to what happened with Dalmatians in the LUA project. Low uric acid. Thank you for something. Thank you for. I don't remember. It, yeah. Oh, low uric acid is the A. Um, <laughs> where they where they were, they were having a problem with um, bladder issues and bladder stones and all of this stuff within Dalmatians. So they added in. I want to say it was pointers uh-huh. and maybe English setters too. I think it was. I think it was pointers where they added in pointers to add in that genetic diversity and make sure that they still kept the same shape and all of that, but it just bred the, the high uric acid out. So as to generate more genetic diversity? Mm-hmm. And get rid of a genetic disease that was becoming hugely prevalent within the breed. Yeah. So that's kind of what the Norwegian Kennel Club is trying to do. It's better living through genetics. Yeah. <laughs> and I think so I think the breeds that are approved right now for the Dunker are Hamilton and Finnish. Those mm-hmm. are the two that have been approved. And they then have to go through an evaluation process uh-huh. to be considered acceptable to cross two. Mm. And then I think for the Hygenhund, they're allowing Gotland Stovar, which they're even rarer than the Hygen. So I think they're trying you to that mix. At least three times. So now I immediately have to make a joke. Gotland Stovar, is that like uh, the greatest of all time? Ow. No. G O T. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> you just said yes. <laughs> okay, so, I don't even watch Game of Thrones. No. So what what it, what a Gotland Stovar is? Imagine an all yellow, like a yellow and white Hamilton. That's what they are. They're not tricolor. They're just it, yellow and it white. It looks like a child painted a, a, a drawing of a Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Look, I made a lab. Mm. No, that's not a lab. Well, not all yellow. It's yellow. And with a little bit of white. With the white feet. White Look, t- a creamsicle dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. That's it's a- been a while since we recorded, ladies and gentlemen. You have to allow me a little bit, a couple leeway for jokes. Yeah. Let's get back on task, shall we? Yep. So, in terms of the temperament of a dunker. Yes. 
again, I, I, I really feel like I'm doing a broken record about how close they are to Hamilton. Like a Hamilton skip. It's like a Hamilton skip. It's like a Hamilton, Hamilton skip. They have a very, very good off switch. So let me ask you this. Are they very, do they bond mm-hmm. well with their people? I mean, is yeah. that what makes them better hare hunters? Yeah, they bond with their people. They don't hunt in a pack. So they're independent. Very, well, they work in tandem with the hunter. Mm. And so they bond with their people. They are also intended to be general, all-purpose dogs mm-hmm. when they're not hunting. So they so, have to have that off switch. They're supposed to be around children and families and all of that. So they have to be able to perceive differences between age and all of that. So they still have that same whatever thing, whatever magic dust, fairy dust or whatever. Norwegian fairy dust. That was sprinkled over Scandinavia when it came to their (laughs) scent hounds, where they are all extraordinarily devoted to their people. And they're so perceptive to their people, Mm -hmm. but still have that instinct to say, holy crap, it's a hare. Let me go run it down. Yeah. Or let me go smell it down and then run it down. Well, it, it's a scent hound, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so does that mean when it finds its prey, mm-hmm. what is its call? Does it have a full call, kind of like the hammy does? or Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. It it's, it's has that same kind of bark where it's designed to be heard for miles away. I'll never forget the first time, I think it was like maybe first year Ashley and I living together, and... I th- it had to be, it was before the pups, because Alice and Rolo had hit on something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what in the hell is going on? And next thing I know, I see you on the back porch. They found something! And next thing you, know, you rushed into the backyard. Yeah. And, you know, you were encouraging the instinct and, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff, so. Yeah. yeah. It has to be like that, then. Mm-hmm. Where they're just wailing their heads off. Yeah. <laughs> And they're also endurance hunters like Hamiltons. So that makes it sound like they're high energy, though. They can be, but they also have that good off switch Mm. where if it's not the hunting season or if there's not anything that triggers that instinct. Let's watch something on Netflix. Yeah, they're just going (laughs) to hang out and chill. Um, (laughs) Oh, come on. That was a hound version of the Netflix Sound. Oh my god. <laughs> what this breed has actually done is for the past few, at least Euro shows, I've watched them compete at Euro shows where I haven't seen a Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So they're getting the dogs out there, they're showing them, they're realizing that they need to draw an interest to the breed. And the ones that I have seen on Euro shows and world shows yeah. are absolutely stunning. That reminds me, Westminster is in June, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, so we're gonna have, we're, we have a while before we actually do the Westminster episode. Yep. Usually it would be airing like now. now. Um, We'd be getting Ashley's picks for Westminster in 2021, but no. Nope. Have to wait till summer. Yep. Um, but yeah, this this breed. They're gorgeous looking. They're absolutely gorgeous looking. And then the way that they move is very, very, very effortless. And it's like they're floating. Kind of like they make it look easy. Yeah. 
kind of like how Hamiltons are faster in the snow than they are on dry, than they are on regular land. You couldn't tell right now, honestly, with <laughs> Selena and Raven. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Raven has this incessant need to eat the snow and ice. It's driving me nuts. Yummy, I guess. Uh, still, I don't want there to be any accidents in the crate later. Mm-hmm. Because I'm usually the one that cleans it up. Now. Yes. We're gonna get to the the tough, tough part of. What did they did did did. We almost lose the breed because of war? No. Well, oh. kind of. A lot of the breeding halted during the time where Norway was occupied by Germany. Yep. And I really feel like I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but they're extraordinarily hard to find. And that's the biggest part and the biggest issue of this breed is you have to be dedicated enough to at least learn part of some of Norwegian and at least be able to meet them on their level when it comes to instinct preservation. You can't just go up to them and go, I think it's pretty. Can I have one? No, that'll <laughs> never fly. They probably look at you like a stupid American. Go away. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it'll just never, 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 never happen. Um, there are devoted breed clubs for that, for this breed. Yeah. Um, one of them is called Dunkerringen. Uh, shit you not. Dunkerringen is the Norwegian Dunker Club. That sounds like the Norwegian version of Dunkin' Donuts, honestly. <laughs> Dunkin' ringing? Yeah. That's how they answer the phone. <laughs> Ring, set. Dunkin' ringing. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> love the brownie donuts. <laughs> what? They're good. <laughs> you like them too. Yes, I do. Yeah. Could have had some today on Valentine's Day, but no. <laughs> And because this breed is so rare, the Norwegians are very, very protective of it. Yeah. Be expected to be asked a lot of questions. In other words, expect to be vetted. Big time. Yeah. Big time. And all of it is to make sure that they are sending one of their prized possessions off to a good home Mm -hmm. where the instincts will be encouraged never, ever discouraged or punished unless it threatens their immediate safety. Yeah. Uh, that they are going to be healthy, happy. They're not going to be used as a breeding machine or they're no not... puppy mills. Yeah, or they're not going to be used as something to be crossed to mm. just because of their unique markings. So, if you want one, go for it. Have yeah. fun. Yeah. Just be prepared for a thorough vetting process. Be prepared for a thir- like a long wait, too. Credit check. Criminal record. <laughs> and also, be prepared to spend about, mm, probably about six to seven grand for one. Because you'd have to import it, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. You have to import... 
and all <laughs> and of the important checks. And pray to God that you don't get like one of those pencil pushers that Ashley had to deal with when we got Rolo. Yeah. Sad little king of a sad little hill. That yep. One. Just if you if you really want one, go for it. I think they would be an amazing addition to mm. dogs to the dog breed. I think in you, the U.S. You've just answered the last question you always ask on the end of the episode. What would I own one? Yes. Um. Would I own one? I think they're gorgeous to look at. Uh-oh. I think. It, I think. I'm sensing a butt somewhere in here. <laughs> in in an ideal situation where no money was, where money wasn't an object, where I thought that was the basis for this question. Yeah. If, you know, we, if all things were ideal, and we lived in your Sims built house, <laughs> you know, would would uh, you own this breed? Because I mean. Based on what I'm hearing, for me, it would be a solid yes. I mean, for me, it pro- it would be a solid yes. Yeah. And it would they would need to be kept separate from my Hamilton, so... Clearly, I mean... So, yeah, that's, that's where we're at with yep. this breed. I mean, if anybody is dedicated enough and wants to tackle another and get the FSS program started for them, go for it. Here stateside. Yeah. Be How? prepared, though, that this is not to be taken lightly. Yeah. It's a, it's a struggle. It's it's a lesson in dedication. Ah. Because, essentially, I've always said, and this is always true around the holidays, that, you know, there are those people that always want to buy, you know, like, dogs or puppies as, mm-hmm. like, gifts and shit like that. Getting a dog, getting any pet, is a commitment. Mm-hmm. It is essentially a relationship. You have to commit to it fully. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to get the most out of it. Right. And then. So this is not much different, but this is kind of escalated in yeah. that if you're building something from the ground up, it's going to be something that you're going to put a lot of effort in. But at the same time, anything worth doing, as I often says, mm-hmm. is going to be difficult. Right. And it. But the benefits at the end outweigh all the... Yeah, the benefits outweigh it. And it's it's one of those breeds where I think, just, just like Hamilton's, I think once there are enough breeders that want to get involved in this breed, they will take off. Mm-hmm. Just because, pretty much, they are the only large hound... Regardless whether it's sight or scent, yeah, that is Merle. Mm-hmm. The only other hound that's in the hound group in the U.S. Yeah, that comes in Merle are Dachshunds. That's it. Wow. So it, they're just with the color and the way that they look would be amazing. Yeah, and I think that they would be one of those things like. A huge attention grabber, you know? Yeah. So, I just think it would be fun. Somebody do it, please. Hint, 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 hint. Please, someone <laughs> with a bigger wallet than mine. <laughs> please do it. With a budget and a backer. <laughs> yeah. Or hell, if you want to be a backer for Hamilton's, hit me up. Oh, there you go. All right. That'll work. We've already given the... We're going to do it stuff. again. We are, because so, we my cheat sheet's not, not near me. It's fine. Um... Remember, please, 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 please. Rate, review, subscribe, like. 
all of that stuff. It helps with the algorithms. It helps this podcast get noticed by people. Yeah. We would like that. And we're sorry we're kind of late on episodes, but you know how it is when you start a great endeavor, sometimes life gets in the way. Yep. So. And that's basically what happened. Yeah. You can find us at About a Dog Pod on Instagram, yes. About a Dog Pod at gmail.com, About a Dog Pod on Twitter, and on Facebook. About Pod One. Or, yeah, on About Twitter. a Dog One. On Twitter. Yeah. yeah, on Twitter. And then on Facebook, it's About a Dog Pod. Until next time, friends. Please go hug your dog. Hug your dogs. They love you. They love you.